Good morning, good morning, how are you? Uh, this is Brenda Eshen, Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Summer life now these days, summer life. Every day. There's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Zen saying, which is, that if there are no unnecessary thoughts in your mind, then every day is a good day. It's quite a claim, quite a a beautiful saying, quite a fact. Actually, it's a fact, but it needs to be looked into a little bit. What does it mean if there are no unnecessary thoughts in your mind? No, you know, we <laughs> we usually <clears throat> think that means a blank mind. No, 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 because as long as we're alive, thoughts are going to pop up in our mind. They're going to pop up and pop away. The world of appearances. Thoughts appear. They disappear. People appear. They disappear. Flowers appear, disappear. Anyway, that's what it seems like, anyway, in this world of appearances. So... What does the saying mean? No unnecessary thoughts. Because we actually think that our thoughts are very important, very necessary. Actually, we lean on them. We depend upon them. We we, we grab at them. We follow them around. (laughs) And we seek to make them real. Because we think they are real. We don't even have that moment of pause before a thought comes, after a thought comes, a breath, a pause. We are so merged with our thoughts that we don't even realize that we're thinking. It's very, very fascinating how our lives move along. Don't even realize we're thinking. And on and on, the thoughts come and go, and they run our lives. Actually, our thoughts live our lives. We don't live our lives. Our thoughts do. Our thoughts live us. They grab onto us and we grab onto them and it's an immediate match. So, sadly enough, most of these thoughts are totally unnecessary thoughts, as the saying goes. Not only unnecessary, confused thoughts, confusing thoughts. My teacher used to call them upside-down thinking, upside-down thoughts. Actually, many of them are the opposite of what's true. They're telling us lies. Our thoughts, our very own thoughts, they make up the imagination, the thoughts, what we call the catastrophic expectations, all of that one after another coming at us so quickly. It's like traffic coming at us so quickly. We don't have a time to jump out of the way. Ah, big truck coming. Oh my goodness. Can I get out of the way? That's how our thoughts come at us. When we value them. Now that's a very important caveat. When we value them. When we think they're right, important, necessary. When we lean on them occupy them. We occupy our thoughts and they occupy us. And sadly enough, it's not a marriage made in heaven. 
because most thoughts, if you stop, and that's what our Zen practice is, is wait a minute. It's saying, wait a minute. Stop. That, that, that wait a minute is so profound and such a good instruction, so important, so important. That moment when we're pausing, when we're wait a minute, we're not going along with the onslaught of thoughts and stimuli that just come at us. No, we're going to wait a moment. Maybe step out of the traffic or just pause before we decide to go along with the thought or to take action based upon these thoughts because that's exactly what we do. We take very, very, very rapid action, reaction based upon the thoughts that come at us that we are identifying with but, with, but there's no awareness of this entire process that goes on. No, we're not aware of it. And that's, that's the rough spot. So wait a minute, wait a minute. That It's almost a plea. Wait a minute. It's asking us, pause a moment and become aware of what's going on here. That's a very precious, precious minute when you're waiting a minute. And it's exactly what we do on the cushion. We sit down before we rush into the day or into the evening, whenever it is we sit, hopefully both times. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait, and we become aware of what's going on. So since we're sitting and we're not moving, we're not reacting we can't take action of the kind we usually take when we're sitting so we are watching our breath our posture maybe a call on whatever it is we're working with but inevitably as we're sitting we are aware of these thoughts and images and memories and judgments you name it that are flowing through us almost like our breath our breath flows through us all by itself, endlessly in, endlessly out. We don't think twice about that. In fact, that's our life, flowing in and flowing out. However, the thoughts are doing the same thing, flowing in and flowing out. So when we wait a minute, we're taking a look at what these thoughts really are. What are they really telling us? What are they saying? What are they doing to us? Are they creating a lot of pain? Yes, yes, yes. Are they bringing up painful memories? In the middle of a beautiful moment, boom, a thought will come popping up with something very hard to deal with. Are our thoughts finding fault? most of the time, and on and on. Of course, we have very interesting thoughts, we have beautiful thoughts, but let's take a look at this traffic and how it's affecting our mind, our body, our heart, our life, our desire to be part of the world, our desire to be a good friend, to reach out. How are these constant thoughts dominating us. And you know what? That's a good word. They are dominating us. We're we're under the domination. 
but only, only, only when they're unconscious, when we're not aware. Because as soon as we wait a minute, and that's another beautiful way to describe Zen practice, <laughs> wait a minute. When, as soon as we sit down and don't go along with it and don't move and become aware, 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 that changes the entire equation. Because our awareness is not like our thoughts. It's different than our thoughts. Our awareness is not going to dislodge us. It's not going to judge us. It's not going to mix us up. No, that has a different function. It illuminates everything, everything, including especially the great, great beauty within us, the great meaning and value of who we are and what this world is, it also illuminates these thoughts and how they affect us and how we cling to them. That's the very important part here. How we feel that they're very necessary to our survival. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Someone will say, well, I have to be tough. I have to defend myself. I'm in danger. And my thoughts are showing me how. And they're warning me. And on and on and on. So that's creating a very dangerous world for that person to live in and a very defended way of life. And the beauty, the, the, the fullness, the joy, the, the surprises, all the wonderful other aspects of life are just shut out to that person by the quality of their thoughts that they are believing, that they are dancing with. Now, in Zen practice, we talk a lot about freedom or enlightenment. Those are very big words, and they mean a lot of different things to different people. It can be understood, it can be misunderstood. But it's, it's neither something to understand or misunderstand. The word freedom or enlightenment it just means to become awakened, to become aware. Aware. Oh, wait a minute. It's saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. The world is not the way I thought it was. I thought. Now, notice that word, thought. Thought. Meaning my thoughts are only one part of my experience, only one part of the way I interact with myself and with life. And wait a minute, there's another way, a better way. I have to say better. I don't usually say better or worse, but in this case, a vital way, a crucial way to stop. Don't get run over by the traffic. Become aware of what's coming and going relentlessly inside of you. And just by becoming fully aware of it, And not going along with these dark or negative or, or angry or vindictive thoughts, just by watching them, being aware of them, and not empowering them with your belief, with your energy, with, with, with your agreement, by not empowering them, by just watching them, they, you're taking away their fuel. They subside. They subside all by themselves, and a new perception arises, a new way of interacting with the thoughts and with life and with yourself. You begin to see differently. 
You know, I did a, a seminar, which was very enjoyable, a workshop yesterday on Zen and the Course in Miracles. It was really very enjoyable, beautiful. And we were comparing some of the teachings of the Course in Miracles and, and Zen practice, so similar. And of course, Zen is a way of practicing that. And one of the teachings is, I want to see differently, differently. That's really a very beautiful statement. I need to see differently. And how do we do that? Because the world that comes to us, the world that we interact with, is so much based upon how we are seeing it, how we are perceiving it, how we are responding or not responding to it. Extremely, very, very simple truth and very primary to our happiness, to our, to our ability to love one another, ourselves, and just to, be, to know that every day is a good day, to love the day, to love your life no matter what's coming up. Because we have a new way of seeing it, of interacting with it. And from the point of view, of course, of Zen practice, it's all based upon, wait a minute, sitting down, stopping, stopping. Don't go along. Don't go along with your thoughts automatically, instantaneously. Don't go along with it. Many of them are not necessary thoughts. It's static clutter, clamor, conditioning. Use any word you want. You know, there's a beautiful saying that you wouldn't let, if somebody rang the doorbell to your house to come in, you just wouldn't let anybody in. You'd want to know who's there. Hi, who's there? You just want to be know who's coming into your house. The same thing coming into your consciousness, into your mind. Hello, who's there? <laughs> you could think of Zazen that way too. Who's there? Am I going to allow this very dark thought in? Is it true? Is it beneficial to me or others? So that pause, we sit, we don't move, we breathe. What do we give our precious attention to? It's a koan, and we become aware of it as we sit. So many things are clamoring for our attention. No, 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 we don't want to do that. We don't want to give everything our attention. We're giving it our life force, our energy. What are we paying attention to? What are we saying yes to? Well, when we say yes to Zen practice, a big resounding yes, then we are saying yes to sitting, occupying the cushion, being present, fully present, which is another way of saying fully aware, of gathering our awareness and becoming aware of what's here, what's going on in our life, in our mind, in our body, just that. Not trying to fix it, we're not trying to judge it, just aware, aware, aware. And that light that we shine in and of itself corrects, balances, illuminates everything, everything. 
So even if you do it for a little bit each day or whenever you, to, whenever you can do it, whether you're on a cushion, whether you're walking in the street, whatever you're doing, wait a minute. Let your awareness be present. Let it shine. Be fully there. And you will be engaging in this very ancient, very simple, universal practice of Zen. So thank you so much for listening. Great to be with you again today and again and again. And each day is like a brand new day. And um, if you want to write to me or correspond or ask me about anything, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And the website for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Thank you again for listening and have a very, very beautiful day. Bye-bye.